All right, Gophers fans, we are diving into the need-to-know topics, and we are talking about Max Brosmer. Can he elevate the passing game for the Gophers? Also, C.A. Bangura commits to the Gophers, what he brings to that running back room. And finally, the women's basketball team, I'm telling you now, they are changing the culture, changing the landscape here in Dinkytown, and we're going to talk about why coming up today. You are no locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. What up, Gopher fans? You are listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So before we jump into some football and women's basketball talk, I gotta I gotta speak to the diehard Gopher fans. If you are a diehard Gopher fan, then be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube so you don't miss our daily Gophers conversations. And on top of that, if you listen on the audio platforms, be sure to leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast. And if you end up liking what we're talking about on today's show, then be sure to share it with one other Gopher fan so we can keep on growing this Gophers fan community. But today we're talking about Max Brosmer. Can he elevate the passing game? Can he fix a passing game that has been somewhat broken over these last few years? Then we're going to talk about the new running back commit, C.A. Bengura from Ohio, who officially commits to the Gophers out of the portal. And then we got to talk about how the Gophers women's basketball team is changing the landscape here in Dinky Town when it comes to Gophers women's basketball. So let's dive in. Let's start off with the new QB1, Max Brosmer. Look, if there is one thing that I have learned about this quarterback and gets me excited for the next season it is that he does not shy away from the big moment or every challenge he embraces it he's always looking to push himself and working with guys like Jalen Hurts CJ Stroud Malik Willis Trey Lance Justin Fields and that the quarterback coaches that work with those guys as well that tells you all of those guys, regardless of if you think they are great quarterbacks at the NFL level or whatnot, they've all found massive success at the collegiate level. And on top of that, they have those leadership qualities, those intangibles, and those facing uh, every challenge that comes their way and not being afraid to get after it. And I think Max Brosmer falls right into that category as well, which has me extremely intrigued. For this next season in 2024 with him likely being the quarterback one for Minnesota. Now he grew up in SEC territory in Georgia. So he has lived and breathed this sport since pre-K. He has been in it. He's in there like swimwear ready to always absorb knowledge when it comes to football. So Max Brosmer, I think he could do it. I think he can seriously change the outcome for the Gophers passing game. But what what does that mean? Now, when I say fix the passing game, I'm not talking about the uncontrollables from a player perspective. I'm not talking about the number of passing attempts he gets because he can't control that. He can't change what the coaches and the play calling ask of him. And I know that you and I want there to be more passing. We want to see it be more balanced. We want to see more modern approach to the offensive style living here in the 2023-2024 eras of college football where you have to be able to pass the ball but 
We're not going to be a team that cracks into the top 100 for passing attempts. Plain and simple. We've proven that. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But we're heading into year eight right now, and we're not allowing ourselves to be fooled once again. So if you have a team with Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Brevin Spanford, Chris Ottman Bell, and they didn't crack the top 100 in passing attempts, then it's probably not going to happen in any near future for the Minnesota Gophers. But that doesn't mean that the passing game can't be elevated. And that is what we are hoping that Max Brosmer can bring to Minnesota. We need efficient play and the right reads, and that is everything. And that has been a strength for Max Brosmer in his time with New Hampshire. Everything with what this offense wants to be is predicated on timing and anticipation. Anticipation is the word that I was looking for there. But regardless, timing and anticipation are everything in what these coordinators and this coaching staff wants this offense to be. So yes, you might not throw the ball 40 times a game. You might hear there, but consistently, you're probably not passing the ball more than 25 times a game on a night-to-night basis. But what you do with those 25 attempts means everything in this offense because you have to hit it when it's there. You have to complete passes. You have to have anticipatory throws and see it come open, throw it open, more to speak, as opposed to seeing it and then throwing it. You have to anticipate where it'll be and when the receiver is coming out of the breaks. And that takes chemistry with your receiving options. That takes reps and reps. That takes field IQ. And that seems to be a strong suit for Max Rosemer. So we need efficient play. We need the right reads, and that's going to be everything. Now, Ethan Kelly Manis had the raw talent, and honestly, I hope he finds the right school to let that shine through. But multi-field reads and quick progressions were not his strength. But that is a strength of Max Brosmer from what we have seen at UNH. Now, yes, it's the FCS. Yes, it might be a little bit slower, might be a titch slower, but with that. We know he works out with NFL-level quarterbacks on the reg. We know he works with quarterback coaches that push for NFL speed and making things quick. And they, they've sang his praises when it comes to being able to get through reads, being able to get the ball out quick, being able to anticipate. So those have been good strengths over his growth, over his time in college. And I think that that's where it all comes together for Minnesota is if he can continue to add on to that, continue to get better at it, continue to prove that it is a strength of his, then that could elevate this passing game. So that way we're at least seeing numbers like that 2019 season where Rashad Bateman, Tyler Johnson, Chris Hammond Bell, they're getting production in the receiving game. Now, it might not be on a ton of attempts. There might not be a ton of passing attempts out there, but if you can get the efficiency and you can get the passing yardage numbers totals up there, it's at least a step in the right direction. So I think that he really could elevate this passing game. Now, one thing I listened to a recent interview. Well, I guess the interview itself wasn't recent, but I recently listened to an interview of Max Brosmer prepping for his season last year for New Hampshire. And when asked about quarterbacks, he likes to watch, emulate. In that interview, Brosmer brought up Joe Burrow. Now, Brosmer also mentioned he was an Ohio State fan growing up, so he knows about the Big Ten. He knows what Big Ten football is, plain and simply. watched a lot of it coming up, but Joe Burrow was a guy that he continued to watch even beyond college football and liked the way that he goes about his business. And what is huge about Joe Burrow is he's not a purely talented quarterback. Now, yes, he has a lot of talent. But he has he's more known for his field IQ, for his hard work, for his understanding of things before they happen. And that is what took Joe Burrow from good to legendary.
That's what took him from not playing too much on Ohio State, but having talent to setting NCAA records. That's what took him from setting NCAA records to getting to a Super Bowl within his first few seasons to being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Because if you can outwork your 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 competitors, if you can put in the work, you can understand, and you can read the field quicker and anticipate and get it out and beat them to their athletic ability, but you beat them to where they should be and get the ball to where uh, you're guiding your receivers and things of that ilk, that is where you can start to be special. That is where you can start to find efficiency, and that is how Max Brosmer can raise and elevate this passing game. He can fix the passing game with those skills. Now, Max Brosmer also talked about heading into his junior season, he was really working on the deep ball and having more consistency in that department and having more uh, ability to complete and throw the deep ball. Now he worked on that and it seems like that progressed over his last two seasons, but he talked about heading into last season, how he was working more on anticipatory throws. So I think that is going to be a thing that he continues to develop and work on. But if he can bring that and and master that skill, it will be, it will reap so many benefits for this Gophers team and for Max Brosmer trying to get to the NFL, trying to get some looks his way when it comes to the scouts. But regardless, he is set up to succeed here for, with the Gophers through his past experiences. Because in his first two seasons with New Hampshire, he read more of the spread offense. So it was more of that RPO game. And that was in his early years. And then you go to his last two years and it was more of a pro style, under center, translatable skills to the NFL and lots of play action looks. Now you put those two things together and that's exactly what this Gophers offense tries to run. So he has examples of both and he has been successful in both. So it looks like he should have a good understanding of how to communicate and lead from those aspects. And it's going to be an advantage for Max Brosmer coming to Minnesota, but will it all pan out? That is what the Gophers fans want to see. And if I had to take a guess, I believe he can elevate this passing game and make it more efficient and back to some positive plays when it comes to passing production. Now, that's not the only positive news we got to talk about when it comes to the Gophers football team because they landed a new running back from the transfer portal, dynamic player, and we're going to talk about how he can contribute in this room and what that looks like with Darius Taylor coming up next. First, Gophers fans, I got to talk to you about our friends over at eBay Motors because like I said, winter is coming. Now, it might not feel like if there's not snow on the ground for Christmas or anything like that here in Minnesota, but it will be here before we know it. There is no way we're going to make it all the way through March or April without some big snowstorms. But with snowstorms, you need your vehicle to be ready, your ride or die. It needs to have all the parts that you need to ensure that you are safe in those winter driving landscapes. So passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy but it also keeps your vehicle alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance or get it ready for the winter. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll always find what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your parts are guaranteed to fit your vehicle every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. And with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP. You can check it out over at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And the eBay guaranteed fit is for U.S. customers only. 
All right, Govers fans, before we jump into the new transfer running back of CA Bangura, I want to tell you about Locked On with their first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube on Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you. It's covering 24-7 of the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows are covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe for the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. And you you know, as always, you can always tap in here at Locked On Golden Gophers for your daily Gophers news. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss those notifications and knowing when the new video drops. Now, we've been shifting our shows to more of the afternoon. I'm liking that vibe right now, especially with the other things I have going on with work. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Gophers landing a dynamic running back from the transfer portal in C.A. Bangura of Ohio. He officially committed to the Gophers today and hopefully this transfer commit is officially here to stay. Now, he said in his post that he is all in, and we will find that out in due time. But Bangura is a dynamic running back, rock solid, and he has been a great running back in the MAC conference. He was the freshman of the year in 2022 for the MAC conference, and he was third team all MAC in that season as well. He still has two years of eligibility left, but if you look at his last two seasons as a running back for the Ohio Bobcats, you'll see in his red shirt freshman year, 2022, he had 222 attempts, 1,078 yards, 13 touchdowns, plus he got it done through the air, 226 receiving yards and two touchdowns. So he has some pass versatility to him, which is definitely going to be helpful with new quarterback Max Brosmer, who can hit the checkdowns to both Bangora or uh, Darius Taylor. Now, on top of that, you look at 2023, last season, 178 attempts, 811 yards, seven touchdowns, still got it done in the air with 159 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. But this running back room has lost a lot of pieces in the offseason. Four scholarship running backs will no longer be with this team. Two of them are out of eligibility in Sean Tyler and Bryce Williams. And then two of them hit the transfer portal to find new homes in Zach Evans and Marquise Williams. So what does that mean for this Bangura edition? Well, it means he probably will see touches and could be the running back two or the running back three within this room, maybe of a more committee style approach with the running backs to make sure everybody stays healthy. And that is the key for this running back room. But plain and simple, Darius Taylor is going to be the lead back. We all know that. You know that. I know that. There's a reason the Gophers went all out to keep this kid, and he'll definitely get the first snaps when it comes to the running back room. But who could take the number two touches? I think that can depend on a few things. Now, I would expect Jordan Newbin to become a scholarship player, so the Gophers running back room will have five running backs on scholarship within this room. I believe Darius Taylor leads the charge, like we said. But then I think you have Bengura and Newbin will both be in the rotation and they'll see healthy number of carries in the 2024 season. And then you've got two true freshmen coming in. And I think both of them probably redshirt if everything goes according to plan. If everyone stays healthy and everything goes all good, then I think that your two true freshmen probably redshirt heading into the 2024 season. Now, those two freshmen are Ohi Fame, Ejiboy from Pennsylvania, and Jaden Wright from uh, Illinois area. Now, both of those guys are scholarship running backs coming in from the 2024 class, and they will sign officially tomorrow with their national letter of intent. But then you've also got Cortez LeGrant Jr., and he's a walk-on in that running back room. Now, that's six deep right there, six running backs in your running back room, which is definitely suffisable. But we've seen the Gophers have three, four injuries before in that running back room, not only in 2021, but also this past season in 2023. So maybe the Gophers would pull in another walk-on 
when it's all said and done by the end of this thing for the 2024 class. But I think the room is very likely set heading into the next season. It's set to go. Now, my guess at the current room in the construction of how it all work out is Darius Taylor will lead the way with 20 to 25 touches a game. Beyond that, I think both Bangura and Nubin will both see touches and could see that opportunity fluctuate depending on the game plan, depending on the matchup, depending on the weather conditions and health. So they're both very serviceable backs, very talented backs, and I think that they make it so that every time any Gophers running back is on the field, you still have to respect the running game, and C.A. Bengura definitely brings that aspect coming from the MAC conference and showing his dynamicism. Now, the biggest thing is holding on to the ball. We saw Sean Tyler come from the MAC conference, and he couldn't keep the ball secure, and that ran out of opportunities. I think Bengura is going to have to show that he can keep that – uh, ball secure. The ball is the program. And if he gets that done, I think he'll find his way to many touches, possibly being the running back to or right in there in the conversation for that. Now, if everyone stays healthy, I would not be surprised to see Minnesota run the ball 35 to 40 times per game. We all know this to be true. We've seen it time and time again. But I think the biggest thing is keeping your running backs healthy. So not letting running backs creep up into the 30 touches a game. Because we've seen every goal for running back basically in this room get injured at some point in time because of the heavy workload. And you don't want to put that on anybody. You want to make sure everyone stays healthy so you have your best athletes out there ready to create, ready to produce, and ready to give opposing defenses problems. And if the Gophers want to lean into the run game like they have year after year after year, then they have to find a way to keep their guys healthy while also letting them be dynamic. So I think Darius Taylor is going to see about 20 to 25 touches a game. That's a healthy amount. That's still going to let him produce at high levels. And we've seen him produce with 20, 25 carries and have ridiculous numbers. He can still get it done there. But then I think you can have Bengura and Nubin both in that 8 to 15 touches a game territory if all these running backs are healthy. Now, obviously, if somebody goes down, then those can tick up for one of those players. But overall, if everyone is healthy, I think you're looking at 20 to 25 for Darius Taylor and then 8 to 15 for Bengura and Nubin, depending on the matchup, depending on the conditions, depending on the game plan and all of that. But I think you're going to see all three of these Gophers running backs touch the ball. Now, we've seen the Gophers use three running backs with good repetition, maybe not as much uh, split out as we would like to at times, but Mo Ibrahim saw breathing reps, saw times where other running backs could get on the field with Bryce Williams and with Trey Potts. I think you're looking at something like that, maybe a little bit less touches than what we saw with Mo for Darius Taylor, but I think then that means a little bit more touches for Bengura and for Nubin who could step into those more Trey Potts and Bryce Williams type roles. I think that's what this running back room is going to start to look like. And we'll dive into it all off season, but we'll get a little bit of a look. If Darius Taylor is healthy for this bowl game, how they use him and Newbin and how that split works out. That'll be something to keep an eye on for the December 26th game. And I will definitely keep you on tap for that as we get into that matchup later on. But the last thing we're going to talk about today is the Gophers women's basketball program because they are creating change when it comes to women's basketball here in Dickytown. And I'm going to tell you why this team is so intriguing and how they can keep it going to go into the Big Ten season coming up next.
right, Gophers fans, we are wrapping it up with the Gophers women's basketball team, and they are a top 25 level team. Plain and simple. They should be ranked. Now, they're getting a couple votes to be ranked here with some of these ranking programs, but they're still not in that top 25. They're sitting more in that 33 to 35 range when it comes to getting a couple votes but not quite making the actual cut. But regardless, if the Gophers go on to lose versus Iowa to close out the season on December 30th, even if that happens, this team could finish – 2023 with only one or two losses and those being two ranked opponents. So overall, I think this Gophers team has something special cooking and it has something to change the landscape of women's basketball here in Minnesota and make them a more respected program, but also make them a more scary program, a a program that people do not want to play because they know that this team can upset them at any point, including Iowa. And I am very curious to see how this team plays Iowa on the road coming up here at the end of December. But regardless, this Gophers basketball team has shown to play great team ball, and that is what makes this team so strong, where it can still improve and where it has its strengths. We're going to dive into that. So first, let's talk about the strengths. Strengths, I think they have a versatility in scoring. Now, obviously, Mar Braun leads the way in that department, but they have like four players that are all averaging double digit points and it comes from anywhere. It could be Sophie Hart one night, could be Mallory Heyer one night, could be a My Battle one night, could be Grace Graholski one night, it could be Mara three out of four nights. It comes from everywhere. You have to guard this team and choose, you pick your poison, choose who you want to be attacked by. And, and at some points, then you try to take that away and then you can get somebody else hot because they have a lot of shooters as well, or at least number of shooters who can get the open threes. You're talking about G Money. You're talking about Mallory Hire. You're talking about Amaya Battle, who's finding more confidence in her shot. You've got Mara Brown. That's four shooters right there. On top of when people get the confidence, like a Maggie Zanano, you can get that going too and all of a sudden you're looking at how do we stop the shooting game and then you got Sophie Hart cleaning up on the inside too so overall the strength of this is versatility and scoring and having the shooters but the top thing for this Gophers team the thing that makes them a top program in my eyes a top 25 team is the defense the defense is legit it's too legit to quit it is for real they are the number one defense in the entire Big Ten Conference, and I believe they're a top 10 defense in the entire nation right now. So this Gophers defense wins through defense. Hard nose, grit, diving on the floor, being scrappy. They don't care if they play a game that's 46 to 52. As long as they're the 52 and they're holding you to that 46, the defense turns into how this team wins. Plain and simple. And they've got players that are scrappy and that get after it. Nehemiah Holloway has been just absolutely ripping the ball, leading in steals on the team. And I believe she's top five in the entire Big Ten when it comes to steals. They've got players getting blocks. They get it done. They play their butts off on defense, and that is how they win that and coaching. The coaching has been next level this season as far as their game planning. Their game planning has shifted every game. You can tell based on the strengths of the other team what this Gophers team is going to try to do or try to take away or try to attack with, and that has been very intriguing, especially because you know this coach comes with a little bit more of an analytical approach and really breaks down the video elements to make sure the team understands why they're attacking a team in a certain way or why they're defending things in certain ways. And that is what helps them be so lethal to specific opponents. So I think overall, you pair all of that together 
with having a top level league level scorer and having no quit mentality and being very quick to learn and adjust. We've seen that on the fly. And then we've also seen them have really good conditioning. The starters play a ton of minutes, but if you flip it to the other side and you look at the weaknesses of this Gophers women's basketball team, this is where we have to start to hone in. The first one is depth usage, because like I said, the conditioning is good with those starters, but you have to find a way to get your bench more involved so you can give your starters breathers when it comes to those those heavy hitting matchups the iowas the ohio states the indianas because you are going to need your starters to be efficient and give their best looks and stay fresh so your depth is going to be more pertinent than ever when you get into big 10 play so we got to get more minutes for nehemiah holloway maggie zanano janae sanders ayana johnson those players even if they only get 10 minutes a game, 12 minutes a game. They have to be efficient with their usage in those minutes and play smart. And that is getting that depth usage that will help take this team from being really good in the Big Ten to being great in the Big Ten. Now, hopefully they don't become too dependent on Mara's shooting because there can be times where Mara goes cold, but when she's hot, look out. That girl is one of the best in the Big Ten by far. Now, the difference in the upside of this team, though, comes from Sophie Hart, I think. And when she's on and off the court, because her presence on the interior, in the post and on the glass changes everything for this Gophers team. And on the defensive side of the ball, being the presence to get blocks or to scrap it out for the rebound, it's huge. The physicality that she brings to this team helps them be elite on the defensive end and helps them be or pack a punch on the offensive end. So I think Sophie Hart being on the court is critical, especially because there's a different presence when different bigs are on the floor, when she has to sit down, whether it be from uh, needing a quick breather or if there be foul troubles or anything like that. So we got to find ways to keep and hone in on that aggressive physicality of Sophie Hart and make sure that she's staying on the court. Otherwise, that could take away some of the upside of this team. Now, the other things that are weaknesses are two other things. Turnovers at times, they can be an issue. So the Gophers have to keep cleaning up in that department. But finally, it's the unknown because this is still a young team that is learning a ton of things from a new staff all at once. Now, they struggle with the press break early in this season, but with practice and more time, the press break hasn't given them troubles, even with the different looks of presses that they get from opponents. So there will be other obstacles that come up once you get into the Big Ten season that they haven't seen yet. So what those are, that's going to be the big difference. That's going to be the unknown and how they handle it, how they respond to it is going to be what makes the difference for this team long term. Will those lead to a couple extra losses or will they be able to adjust and counter quickly in game. That's going to be a big thing for Coach P and staff. But the biggest upcoming question is how does the squad compete with Iowa? If they can hang around, cause problems, slow down Caitlin Clark, or possibly sneak away with a win on the road, well, let's just say the national media may open their eyes a bit more to this young Gophers team with 10 of its 14 players being sophomores or younger. It's a young team, but there's a lot of promise and a lot of upside with them. And I had one question come in recently that said, would you rather this Gophers team get into the NIT at the women's basketball team, get into the NIT as the top seed and win the whole thing? Or would you rather see them get into the NCAA tournament and maybe end up a first or second round exit? Now, I think if you ask any coach, they would love to win a tournament, plain and simple. Any postseason tournament would be big time. But me personally, I would rather see them get into the NCAA tournament and be a round one or round two exit so they know what it feels like. So they know what it takes at that NCAA tournament level so they can take that 
hone in on it because a lot of those players, those 10 out of the 14 players being sophomores or younger, plus two of uh, the four that aren't are juniors. So you got potentially 12 players that could come back and be impact players next season. And if they all have that experience of playing in the NCAA tournament and understanding what it takes to keep going, if they can get a first round win and get into the second round and that's where they got bounced, I would I would take that because it would be give them just a taste of what is to come and how they can go even further with that core of girls still being on this team, ready to take it even further, ready to get to a Sweet 16, Elite 8, a Final Four. That would be prime for a young nucleus core in this Gophers women's basketball team. Now, that's just my opinion, and it's safe to say there is intrigue with Coach Plitzaway, and it, sh- it should be. There should be intrigue because she is the real deal with this team right now, and this program is just getting started. They're changing the culture here with women's basketball, and it's time to tap in and fill the barn because the Big Ten season is coming, and this Gophers team is ready to make some noise. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you all tomorrow. I'm hoping to have a quick little wrap-up show of the 2024 class coming in and what they bring to this team, and then we'll see what else we can throw in there. It's a busy day, but I'll be sure to get you some Gophers content here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Until then, row the boat, Sky, you my go Gophers, and as always, don't forget to subscribe.